Hey, podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to stigmasandopenwounds.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I am your host, Tracy Walterkins, and we actually do not have our other usual host, Eric, today because we have a guest with us, Lisa Heyer, and she is one of my oldest friends uh, dating back to my, I would say, high school, college days, and we actually became friends first because we were artists, not because we had, I would say, a mental disease, mental, however you want to put it, in, uh, in common. And we do carry that in common to this day. But today, we're not really going to be talking about that. We're actually going to be talking about a training that Lisa did not too long ago that I thought was actually going to be pretty relevant to the episode that Eric and I did two weeks ago, the, our last episode. And it was actually what it is, is a mental health first aid training. So Lisa, actually, if you would like to take it away and kind of start explaining about it, because you know yeah. a whole heck of a lot more than I do about it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, thanks, Trace, for having me on. This is really cool. We wanted to bring to light the mental health first aid training because most people don't know about it. And I just found out about it through um, a public organization in California. I actually live in California right now. And a lot of the public health systems here have this training that they put on. And so most of it is done by your counties or your cities or your state organizations and professional organizations. So at the end of the podcast, we're going to probably try putting the link to the website where you can go find one in your state because it's nationwide. So um, I'll kind of get into the basics about the training. So it basically teaches the public, all members of the public, it doesn't matter who you are, basic skills to respond to mental health emergency situations and to offer support for those who are going through situations. So it's like CPR for your brain. So people are trained for CPR for the physical body, right? If something happens, you mm -hmm. can do CPR on somebody in the street. And this is for like that, but for your brain. So if you think about it that way, Such so a it's a skills-based training that covers mental health and substance abuse issues. And anyone can train for this. And it's a between eight and 12 hour training, depending on what you do or what your job is. There's different ones for like educators, for police officers, for the public, for teenagers. So there's, it depends which ones you take. But you can learn about the recovery and resiliency that it teaches where it's based on a belief that people can and do get better and they use their strengths to stay well. So that is the core belief behind this training. It's a really so great So you're trained belief. to identify, 
understand and respond to a crisis. But it's also important to know what it, it isn't. It is not a training to diagnose people going through things. You know, that is for the doctor. It is also not right. a substitute for counseling or treatment. Right. So and that's what it, Eric and I always try to remind people on this podcast is we are not doctors on this right. podcast. And and if you go through this training, you don't become a doctor, but you exactly. do learn a little bit more about how to help people in crisis. Because as right. of now, I may know a little bit more than the average person and mm -hmm. you know more than I do. Right. But we're not doctors. Exactly. And it really is to, you know, if you are on a scene or if you need to act and you need to learn how to apply the mental health first aid action plan, it's a five-step action plan that you can apply to somebody going through a situation. So it also covers topics that you may be able to understand and, and see somebody going through. So that's issues such as depression and mood disorders, anxiety disorders, trauma, um, psychosis and psychotic disorders and substance abuse. So those are the topics that it covers. So you're kind of trained to recognize these situations. If you see somebody who's going through something, there's also like, for instance, if you want to break those down a little bit further, you can learn how to deal with panic attacks, suicidal thoughts or behaviors, non-suicidal, but self-injury, acute psychosis, like if someone's having hallucinations or delusions. So you, you're learning on how to help that person. Also, if somebody's overdosing or withdrawing from alcohol or drug abuse, and also reactions to traumatic events. So these are all situations that if you go through this program, you are trained to assist or handle until help arrives. So wow. those are just some of the topics that are covered. I do want to say it's a kind of a heavy training mentally and physically. So when you do do this, just make sure you're in a space to prepare yourself for heavy topics. Now the instructors are really great. Like they're all trained to, I mean, they go through rigorous training to train other people. Right. You know? They've probably so, gone through this type of training. Yeah. So if you're having, you know, if you end up having a meltdown, they're going to help you. Right. They're totally, it. yeah, they're there to help you. Exactly. So, um, but just be, just understand that you need to be in this space to right. um, go through this process. So, but yeah, it's great. It's been invaluable. I can imagine. As, yeah. So there's also, I kind of wanted to touch on the actual action plan. If you're okay with me talking about that. Oh, really of quick course, too. go into it. I, I, I want to hear as much as I can. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to give you the breakdown or like the overview of the program. So there's a five-step action plan. Like, let's say you arrive on a scene or you're having a family member or a friend going through something or someone's having a panic attack or whatever the situation mm -hmm. may be. So the action, the action plan is you assess for the person for risk of suicide or harm. So that's your first step. Mm -hmm. uh, the second step is to, you listen non-judgmentally to what's going on, you know, right. You have to ask them questions and then you, the third is to give reassurance and information so you can provide them resources or depending on what they're going through, just reassuring them that they will be getting help or you're there to help them. Right. And then also to encourage professional help and then encourage self-help or support strategies for them as well. So it depends on where they are in their stage of mental illness or their quote unquote situation that they're going through. 
So you might have to go back and forth through those steps just to kind of assess where they are at. And you may have to repeat some steps as well. So um, that's just the kind of action plan they have. You know, like for CPR, there's the um, chest compressions and then there's the breath to breath. So that's kind of like that, but that's that's the plan for the mental health assessment. So do they have anything like a okay, if this isn't working, well, then you got to try this. If, if positive talk isn't working, well then, you know, then do you immediately go to the next step? Yep. Yep. You kind of going to, you have to go through the process depending on what's happening, but yes, essentially you'll just go through that, those five steps. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they can kind of uh, fluctuate as, um, as needed. Uh, The first thing always though, is if it's serious enough, you're going to be calling 911 and working with the, um, the trauma team or the officers or whoever that is. And you're also trained to deal with that too. So like, if you are needed to go with a police officer like that, you might have to do that, or you can help them out or, um, whatever it may be. So you're also giving a card, you're giving a, a mental health first aid card. So nice. If you arrive, like, let's say you arrive on a scene somewhere, you can say, Hey, look, do you need help? Like I'm mental health first aid trained. Uh, generally speaking though, it's, you're there to assess until help arrives. So usually you're going to get waved off. Um, but but still, I think it's a really good thing to be that person in between because you really don't know how Mm -hmm. soon help is going to arrive and how stable that person really Mm -hmm. is. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, um, it, I mean, the situations vary and to be honest, I've used, I've used this training. So I've gotten certified last year. It's good for three years, by the way, the training is good for three years. Okay. I was certified last year. I've used the action plan probably about four times and four different people for different really? situations. So, yeah. So it's, wow. it's kind of cool when you do understand you're more aware of what's going on yeah. around you. It is also important to note though, that once you start learning these items that mm-hmm. you don't want to just blank and apply them to any situation. Oh, totally, you, totally. Because so it, that part's a little bit difficult to like, oh, wait, is this person going through something? Oh, wait, no, they're not. You know, so that can, you just have yeah. to be a little bit aware of that. And, and each person is different too, because right. even if that person is going through something, it might not work the same for that exactly. person and exactly. et cetera, yep. et cetera. So it's basically in a nutshell, it's to assist in a crisis until help arrives. Like that's, that's the main point of the, of the training. That is I would really recommend cool. it for everybody. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's starting, you know, especially, especially with breaking the stigma on mental health. Like, yeah, we all know that there's stigma and discrimination and, <laughs> yeah it's neither accurate or fair to define people by their conditions. Right. So you're, it's, you're not like, Oh, well, this is, this is a cancer patient or you, you don't say like, this is broken leg man. Right. Like you don't say that. So like, why are we right? So we should also not be adding derogatory labeling, you know, it's disrespectful and you create social societal Mm -hmm. barriers too, by saying like, this person's schizophrenic, this person is bipolar, this person is whatever. Like it's, you don't, we don't define a society as a society, right. Normal health conditions by saying that about people, therefore, you know, 
this process is helping break the stigma on the fact that mental health is just as important as physical health. It's the same, or it's an organ in the body. It's the same process in your body. Right. So, uh, they, they do cover that as well. So it really does help break that stigma. Yeah. And now that I know that this training exists, I actually really want to take this. It's super cool. And as long as I'm in a good headspace. Yeah. You have to be (laughs) in a good headspace. And, but the thing is too, like you can tell your instructors or your trainers, um, yeah, Hey, look, this is where I'm at right right now. This is where I'm mm-hmm. at today. If you're not feeling it, then, you know, maybe they can make accommodations for you. Um, I do know that some cities have this and some cities don't, some counties have it, some counties don't. So it does kind of depend right. where you are. You might have to hunt down a train to try to. Yeah. I mean, one, and but, if I have to go to Green Bay or whatever, yeah. it's no big deal. But in the website, it's worth at it. the end, yeah. At the end of the uh, podcast, when I think we're going to try giving you the website, it's mentalhealthfirstaid.org. When you go there, you can search by state. So that's where you can kind of search for your training, depending on your location, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So what made mm-hmm. you decide to do this? Yeah. So I didn't know it existed and I worked for a college and they put it on as that's a right. um, state college resource. So essentially Good it was supposed them. to be right. I know if it was like, we we're supposed to be on campus or something and uh, to assist with students or people, a lot of our coworkers are going through a lot of things right now due to the pandemic. And, yeah. um, you know, even virtually you can assist people that way as well. Um, so that is why this came out is and how I found out about it now. Really cool. I didn't even know it existed until a year ago. So yeah, it's, it's been great. It's amazing. Honestly, it's life-changing for me and yeah. other people who've been through the program as well. And there's been resources where I can assist myself as well. So uh-huh. yeah, which has been like, really cool training. Now there's sometimes, obviously, if you are the person going through something, you don't, you're yeah. not in the mental space to be able to do that. But yeah. however, it, it might help though, like, or right. You can tell, or you can have your family and friends train and then they can help assist. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, it's eight to 12 hours. It's really not that long. I think I would probably go through it with Eric and be like, look, can we go? Well, I would, I would want to ask him to do it as a favor because that way I wouldn't have to do it as alone. (laughs) (laughs) And then too, I think it would be beneficial to both of us. Mm -hmm. And then, because like you said, when it is you, yes, sometimes you can use it on yourself. And then there's other times where, you know, if I'm just going through one of those times, I'm trying to tell myself, remember that, Hey, you don't have it so bad or just think positive thoughts. But then the other half of my brain is just saying F off. Mm -hmm. So you can't always apply it unless there's actually somebody there. And even right. then you just want to say naughty words. To them. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Right. You know. I mean, yeah, because it's an actual situation that's happening within your, within your brain. Right. So it's like you can or cannot absorb the information depending on what it is. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's so that's, that's where it's really hard to explain to people what's actually going on in your head at those times, because like right now I can actually be logical Mm-hmm. Um, but then at those moments, sometimes 
I'm just thinking like, I'm not myself. I am some right. other demon or sad person or whatever. And I, I can't make logic. And so. it's important that you can recognize that though. Like yeah, most people, um, it's difficult to at least recognize that's what's going on and to say, right. Hey, I'm not in a good space right now. Like this is what I need to do. And that's part of this too, as well, actually is it, it helps you empower others to be mm-hmm. okay with whatever condition they have. Like it's okay to yeah. not be okay. It takes a I lot. I know that's, yeah. It, it, it really, it took me a long time and Eric and, mm-hmm. had, Eric and I talked about that and it, it really took me a long time to get to that point, to understand myself, understand my, I, I guess, demons, my, whatever you want to call what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, the goods of it, the bads of it, and and everything that comes with it, and and I think part of it is really just accepting myself and everything mm-hmm. that comes with it, and whether that is the bipolar and anxiety yeah. and and everything. It's well, it's, knowledge is power too. You know, like the more we huge. learn about this, it's yeah. like hey this is really a thing. Like, you know, I think as someone right. who's diagnosed with a mental, medical illness, you think something is wrong with you, but that's not the case. It's no. And that's part of our societal barriers that we've been having to overcome is just, no, this is actually, these are situations. These are actual physical and mental illnesses that are going on. There's right. physiological responses in your body and they have effects on your body. And this is nothing that we need to be ashamed of, or anyone needs to be ashamed of. Like this needs to be normalized. And I think that part of this training, the mental health first aid training is that it does break those stigmas. It is breaking the barriers. It is being Mm -hmm. like, Hey, we all need to talk about these things right now, because this is actually what's happening. You know, this is what's going on. This is where everyone's at, especially um, over the last, you know, two years of the pandemic, almost it's being more normalized because people are saying this is we're being real now. Like this is actually happening. And so let's all support each other and figure out a way to help each other out rather than tearing each other down for something that you're going through that people can't understand. Well, and I think more people are actually getting depression. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, that too. And I think so all of a sudden they're like, Oh, is this what it is? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that um, one of the statistics they said that, well, this was last year, so I don't know what the updated stat is now, but um, depression was up 30% from which is not a surprise. I know, I know it's taken a toll on, on everything on me and I'm an Mm -hmm. introvert. So I like to stay in my house and everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think it's making me more of an introvert. So then going out, I panic Mm -hmm. and of course, yeah, you know, and yeah. And you'll see that in people too. Um, just out in public. I think that this training will help you at least recognize and understand Hey, people aren't okay all the time, <laughs> right? Like you'll, you'll just see it. You'll, your eyes will be more open to, um, the world around you. Right. And, and, and I think the thing is, is that you and I maybe had a little bit of eyes open to that already. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Eric's had said he could see that occasionally. Um, and, and your husband probably too, mm-hmm. but 
not at, as well as you probably even see it now. You're oh, like, no, not oh, at all. Here's some triggers and here's some mm-hmm. triggers. Whereas mm-hmm. you probably only saw certain ones that were similar to what you experienced. Right. Exactly. It's like an iceberg. You know, you see just the tip of the water, but really right. below the water, there's yeah. more going on. <laughs> Have yeah. you noticed things about yourself since you've taken this training that maybe oh, you never sure. noticed before? Um, yes, there's good and the positive for me, for myself, there's positive and negative. Um, the positives I think would be to that I can take the emotion out of situations and it's That's more good. scientific and factual based for me now, rather than being I'm by nature, I'm kind of an empath. So it's like really me hard for me not to, yeah, both of us are, <laughs> it's duh, cause that's why we're friends. Yeah, go but anyway, <laughs> so it's like, it, it, it takes the, um, the weight of being so involved with the situation. If something right. happens that you can actually step back a little bit and say, okay, you rely on your training, right? Yep. I need to do step A, B, C, D. These are the facts. One, two, three, four. So that's been super helpful for myself as well as other people when I've had to assess them. Now, the flip side of that for me would be, I feel like I have to help everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that is, a, they actually do talk about that as well as like a word of caution in the training, because we, again, are not there to diagnose people. We don't really know what's going on. We're just there to respond and assist. And so I think that can be a little bit of a challenge. Um, It's just, you feel like you're recognizing a lot of things because your eyes are more wide open to what's going on around Uh you that you're starting to see these things more. So that's probably the bigger, the biggest challenge. And then that too, there's one more negative thing is I sometimes will be like, I will be thinking, am I doing this right? You know? And so what they teach you as well in the training is look, you don't have to do everything perfectly. As long as you're doing something, Yeah, you just have to be a a decent human being. You can just be caring. Like that is the whole, if you can be a caring person, you will be fine at doing this training. Um, So you don't have to do it perfectly. You just know the basics. If yep. you can rely on your basics and rely again, rely on the training, then you'll be helping someone somehow. So yeah, I think that to answer That's that good. question. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm like that sometimes too, where I want to diagnose people, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know anything about them, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. Sometimes they're they're really angry, but then sometimes they seem really really not, and I'm like. It yeah. doesn't mean that they're bipolar. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like, that's why this is a substitute, not a substitute for counseling or treatment, but I yeah, know. I totally but get then, it. I think it's just as an empath though, like that. Yeah, I, And I think that's it because I am sorry, but I think what it is, is that I, I kept it quiet for so long that I'm just like, well, who else is keeping quiet? Yes, yeah, for sure. And, and, and you just do. never know. Right. And what so, have we been doing? Like what, 15, 20 years? We've not really like you and I, yes, we would open yeah, up we figured about out it, but 20 years that we've been friends. probably about 20. Think about that. Like 20 years that we haven't really, I mean, you and I have talked to people and counselors and stuff, but 
Right. And we've talked to each Not other openly, obviously. like really openly or really have um, dove into figuring out like the science behind it. If there's the facts behind it right. now, not now, but recently, you know, right. recent years. Exactly. And like, so I think that everyone feels like who are going through these things. I, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I do feel like in the industry, the psychology industry and just psychologists I know and um, therapists that I know and talk to are starting to say that people are finally coming out now. Um, I with think so too. These things. The one other thing the training has helped is that when people don't know how to handle a situation, it's scary, right? It's always scary, but when, oh, it is. when you don't know what is going on or there's something that you cannot explain, you don't know what to do. So right. this training, if anything, will give you the groundwork and the backstory and the facts behind situations that it, it become, it, it does normalize it. It does normalize mental health because it's like, oh, these like are actual that. things. Yeah. Yeah. I think this training is something that really everyone should do. Not, I do too. Not just somebody who has mental issues, not just somebody who is with somebody with mental issues mm -hmm. or, you know, a family member, like say our parents, because the fact is whether you like it or not, you know, somebody who has mm -hmm. mental issues, illness, right. whatever, because the thing is, is that, well, first of all, you're listening to me. So guess what? You know me, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the other thing is that I'm sorry that whether you're an introvert or not, you interact with how many people a day, a month, right? whatever. Right. And one of those people, you might not think that they have something, but they do. They just might mm -hmm. hide it yep. really well. People are good. People are good at hiding things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people, when I tell them that I have bipolar, whatever, mm -hmm. anxiety, they are like, oh my gosh, you, but you're so happy. I'm like, right. well, maybe I'm happy when I'm around you, or maybe I'm really mm -hmm. good at hiding it. You just mm -hmm. don't see me on a bad day because I right. might not come out on a bad day yeah. or I'm hiding right. it. Or you're trying to hide it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because, because of man, the stigma. I've gotten good at hiding it. And for some reason, you know, our world that we grew up in it just has told us that it's a bad thing and it's not yeah it's, again it goes back to the normalizing it's just it's it is what it is it's a condition like I want to tell you a little bit of, like of a not a story but yeah part of the thing that they cover in the training too is along with normalizing mental health issues is that you don't treat like let's say you find out that your friend has cancer or mm -hmm. some, right something awful and what do you do? What do you like? If your friend has cancer, what do you, what do you do? You treat them nicely, right? Like you bring them food. You well, obviously I tell them, go do it on their own time. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's seriously kind of the point is like, it's so true, but it's like totally the point is like, you take care of them. You bring them food, you show them love, right? right. It's the same thing with mental health issues that they tell you is that if, if you have a friend who comes to you and says, Hey, I have a, whatever mental health issue it is, you treat it the same. You say, what can I do for you? Can I bring you something? Right. How can I help you? You know, you do nice acts for them. It's, 
it's like that. It's, it's not, it really is the same type of treatment as far as like, not treatment, but as far as being supportive, I guess, between your friends. And you should just say like, Hey, I am here for you. Right. I don't know what you want me to do for you, but you let me know because different people want different things. Right. But you tell me you let you lead the way or something. Exactly. Yeah. So this, that's kind of what the um, training covers too, is just being able to help out your friends and family who are going through things the same as you would as if they were having a physical condition happening. Like see, and this this needs to be more regulated. Like we had some friends come over from Argentina a couple years ago. And I had told one of them who was staying with us, I said, so I have bipolar I don't even know why I told him this, but I said, I have bipolar. Mm. I don't know if you know what that is. And he goes, oh, yes, my father has that. Uh, When he got diagnosed, the doctors came over to our house and explained what it was. And I was like, are you kidding me? They need to do that here. Yeah, that's so awesome. And actually, doctors are getting trained in this now, too, which is cool. That is really cool. So that's starting to be a thing. And... So there's different topics too. So I'm actually going to, can I read them to you? Oh, of course. um, Different ones there are. So you, if you go to the mentalhealthfirstaid.org website, right, you can say, I want to get trained. And then you click on that button and then all these pop up. So you can get trained in public. So public safety, there's training for public safety, fire and EMS. uh, They have trainings for those people, workplace, uh, veterans. So older adults, rural situations, higher education and teen training. So there's these different topics. Really? Yeah. If you have a veteran in your life, which I know you do, Mm -hmm. it's a good training to do. If you think, oh, "Oh, gee, I mean, I I can tell you a little story about that too, is that I, I don't know, like 10 years ago, we had a veteran friend who became, came back from Iraq. And I will tell you that I wish I knew then what I knew now. Yeah. I wish I knew this training because I actually did have to assist with this, uh, a suicide attempt and I didn't know any of this. I think this and, is the um, one that you called me on. And I remember yeah, we I were think both I called just you. scared. Yeah. And like, if I knew how, I'm not going to say that now I know how to handle a right, suicide but it, it situation, but I know more Yeah, as to what to do for the emergency part of it to get assistance Mm -hmm. and there actually are steps that you do address so I just want to say that most people don't know that there's actually a process for people who are thinking of suicide there's an actual process that they go through right so there are four steps that they generally have and so if I am being if I am uh, one of my friends is having a suicidal thoughts. I actually do assess them and I go through this process. I go through the mental health training and I say, here are the questions that you're asking. So you can kind of see the progression. So you start with saying, one, are you having thoughts of suicide, right? So if mm-hmm. they're having thoughts, that's different than carrying out. So the second one is, do you have a, do you have a plan to kill yourself? And literally wow. you're sitting, you're saying this directly and I'm telling, I'm, I'm going to get to the, why I'm explaining this in a little bit, but third is you say, have you decided when you're going to kill yourself? Have you decided when you're going to do it? 
Oh um, and the fourth is, do you have a, do you have everything you need to carry out your plan? So that is just scary to think about. I mean, and I have thought about that in my head before, like, like how far I've gone, but to, to mm-hmm. actually have to ask that to somebody and, and actually to, now putting myself a, in somebody else's shoes is really scary. Yeah. And as a first aid responder, the reason I'm saying this, the reason I'm talking about this, because I think it's important because this is what you're going to learn in the training too, is there is a stigma that with suicide that is out there that said, oh, you can't ask anyone who's suicidal these questions because you're going to put it in their head that but they have it in their head. It's all exactly. So that is a false, uh, a false notion because they're already thinking about it. So with suicidal thoughts, you need to hit them head on like this. Um, yeah. And that is what you're going to train. They will actually spend, I, well, I think in my training, I spent the full day or not a full, like a full um, session on suicide. So you actually, with these questions, you know how I just asked them and they mm-hmm. sound really scary. They are, but you actually practice asking them. So you say them oh out loud God. and the more I know it's, it's, it's weird, creepy, it's chilling, but you need right? to, but that, it's a good thing to know. And I think our listeners mm-hmm. need to know this if they're going to do this training yeah, because is it, is, it is, it is very heavy. Yeah. But again, I will say that when you do do this over and over and you repeat it, it becomes less scary and it right. takes the emotion out of it because you it are does. then the first aid responder. And you are um, the person who's there to help. So yep. by practicing saying these questions, and I know that was really heavy to hear, and it was heavy for me to even say them, but the more I say them, yeah, the more I say them, the easier it is to say it. But this is what you do. Like, these are the steps yeah. you need to ask someone who's going through this process because and you need to know how far along they are. It is um, easier to say those questions than to have the other alternative happen. Yes. So and a lot of times when you do say these to the person, it will trigger, like I'm snapping my fingers right now, but it'll like, but it, it'll trigger them to be like, to be oh, like, oh like, wait, wow, what? I do have this. And, and yeah. And someone's actually addressing it. Like someone's actually saying that to me. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think half the time and like, like Eric and I discussed is that when you're in that suicide mode, mm-hmm. you're in a totally different Oh no, spot. you cannot think straight. You're, you're not, not, like, those you're not the same person. No. And mm-hmm. so like when people, when people say, you know, that that's so selfish and blah, no. blah, blah, blah. It's like. No, what you don't understand is mm-hmm. that Johnny didn't commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny's alter ego or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, lack of better words. I get you, but it, yeah. it's just, it's because it's things got so bad in that person's head or yes. that they thought, oh man, I cannot get out. Yes. And so part of the training is to understand that too, and to help diffuse situations as well before they get that far. Which is good. Um, So that's part of that as well. And I'm glad you brought up the point of saying, 
because I wanted to address this and I forgot <laughs> when you said um, someone is suicidal. So that is actually when someone it's it's called death by suicide. So now oh. they have flipped the verbiage to from saying someone committed suicide to saying death by suicide. And the reason is, is because there's a stigma behind that. So you don't say, oh, someone had someone committed cancer. No, oh, I you like don't say that. that. You don't say someone committed cancer, right? You say they had death, they had died by cancer, right? So it, now they're flipping that around. So that's part of, you'll also learn that in the training. So a lot of the stigmas. So I thought, I thank you for bringing that up because I did want to make that point and I forgot. <laughs> That's why we're good for each other. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, and we could spend a whole nother episode talking about suicide training. There also is, um, there are specific deeper trainings for suicide first aid. So this course wow. just covers the basic, basic, basic stuff. There's more um, in-depth trainings you can do on that. So there's resources on that mental health page for that as well, or the webpage. That's awesome. Thank you for all this information. That is, yes. I mean, there's so many resources out there, you guys. I mean, it, there, there, there is, I mean, and so and many, when we, when we got together and Lisa told me about this training, I thought, how have I never heard about, I this? know, right. Like, I think it's like, how do we not know? <laughs> I think that they, that things about mental health, you know, I've, I've heard about I don't know how you pr- pronounce it, NAMI or whatever that. Oh yeah, N-A-M-I. that's an organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the National Association. You know, I've, I've heard about that place, but I've mm-hmm. you don't see a lot about trainings for for this type of thing anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's we need to see that posted everywhere yeah. because everybody. I'll tell needs you right to now this. too. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. I oh, hear you. No. <laughs> Me and Eric I do just, that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say right now. So I, in my phone, I have plugged in all the resources. So I have about, oh, nice. One, two, three. I have eight resources in my phone right now. So if I'm on the street, I can say, Hey, look, here's a hotline I can call. Um, there's also that is a crisis, really cool. There's also a crisis text line. So a lot of teenagers don't like to talk, right? So now they can text and that's text is 741741 and you text really cool. start. So S-T-A-R-T, start 741741. And that's a text line. So if some people, somebody doesn't want to talk, you have a busy day, you don't feel like talking. Or if you're a, like a doctor or an emergency worker and you really don't, at the end of your day, you just want to vent to someone, you can text start to 741741. Nice. That's another resource as well. So um these are all, you're going to learn so many resources in this class. It's like, you don't even, your brain can't even comprehend it all. Cause there's so many, that um, is so but cool. yeah. So for more resources, trace on the mental health first aid.org it's backslash mental health resources. And it's on the page. Okay. There's a whole page full of resources for, yeah. um, and the links that Lisa did send me and mention, I will, I'll try to post as many as I can in the notes to this episode. And then I will also post post what I can on our Facebook page. I don't know what I'll get posted on our Instagram because sometimes Instagram gets crabby with me, (laughs) but I will post what I can, where I can, and you guys should be able to find them. 
Yay. That's so cool. So, Thanks for doing this. It's so, great. oh my gosh, thank you for being on. Is there anything yeah. else that you want to talk about with your training or anything like that? And I think I covered most of it other than just remember, it's going to be about eight to 12 hours. You get certified for three years. You get a little card and you get a certificate and you're provided thousands of resources. And it usually it's based on the area that you're in, but there's also uh, national resources as well. I think that's amazing. I think everybody should do it no matter what your situation is. Yes. So, and there are different ones for different uh, types of people. So you can pick which one you want to go to, or a lot of companies and organizations are putting that on right now too. That's really, really So talk cool. to your bosses about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're your own boss like me. Unless you're your own boss and then you can do it. <laughs> <I'm your goal. laughs> but that's okay. I'll, I'll just put it on for myself. Or... I'll do it again with you. I have actually taken it twice because I learned different things um, each time. So you can, you can, yeah, so when you, you, come, have, you can keep retaking it. It's when you come in the spring, we'll go together. That'd okay. That, sounds, that would be cool. Actually. <laughs> I would totally take this over any day because you just learn so much stuff. So. This was amazing. And yeah, you guys, so we got to say thank you to our guest, Lisa today, and she's going to be back in a couple episodes, you know, we'll see. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit more about her background and I guess, you know, how we became friends, why, and obviously she's got a little bit of a background with her too. So, uh, don't worry. She's not done. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> no, I'll be happy to come back. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. So that's it for, for this week's episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. And we'll see you two weeks for the times of the year and how they affect us. Won't that be fun? All right, guys. Also covered in the training. Just saying. There <laughs> you go. Another plug for the training. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you later.